0: welcome back to the pittsburgh Sports Cast, where two college students discuss all things pittsburgh sports all year round and chris this was not a podcast that i had foreseen doing even a week ago i fully expected to do a podcast after they had officially canceled the 2020 season and uh You know, I thought we were gonna have this grand post-mortem of how baseball died in 2020 because of this greed. And that greed may still persist, but guess what? Baseball will indeed come back in 2020. Chris, how are you feeling about that? Um,
1: I'm intrigued. Um, I'm very, very intrigued. I'm intrigued to see, you know, how the baseball is. You know, how long it's going to take for the rust to shake off. I'm intrigued about this new playoff format, which we'll get into later. I'm intrigued to see the fans' perception. What do the fans think? Are the fans happy there's baseball? Are the fans still bitter about, you know, this negotiation? I'm, I'm very interested to see. There, there's a lot of things to be inter- interested in. There's a lot of interesting storylines, I think. That we can break down, as, as we will break down throughout this podcast. But very, very intrigued.
0: Oh, certainly. But yeah, like, honestly, were you expecting this, Chris? Because I for sure wasn't. I mean... I
1: I was not, no. I knew... Well, because Manfred came out and said, what, a couple weeks ago, I 100% guarantee there's going to be a baseball season. And then, like, a week later, he's like, I can no longer say 100%. So when the commissioner himself says he's not even 100% sure there's going to be a baseball season, I think that, um, that just shows a lack of confidence. And, you know, with, because it didn't seem like the owners and, and the players were anywhere close to coming up with the deal. I know Manfred, you know, made a statement that he was going to force a season, which obviously he did end up doing. But, it was rocky. I wasn't sure at all that there was going to be baseball.
0: Yeah, and then you have to remember that the players did end up approving that return to play mandate. They were, they were given the safety protocols and they determined that it was okay for them to go ahead and get back to work. So July 1st, spring training will begin again. Although I guess you could call it summer camp in this case. (laughs) Um, That's a joke that's been flying around. But, uh, yep, so July 1st and then July, I think, 24th or 5th. They don't know yet. uh, The season will get underway. 60 games. Should be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's
1: just so much to to talk about here Um, You know how cuz no this is no longer a marathon right we're used to baseball being this 162-game marathon That takes six months to complete. We don't have that we have 60 games like this is a sprint You know you could get a bad team, which I think we'll talk about later you could maybe get an average to bad team and, you know, they get hot for a quick second. They could find themselves right in playoff contention here.
0: Indeed, they could. It's very... And the fact that baseball season is is a sprint and not a marathon could make for a lot of exciting games. Um, every game, essentially, now is 2.7 times more meaningful than it would be in an ordinary circumstance. So perhaps we could see managers uh, making... A bold move that they otherwise wouldn't make to secure a victory, rather than play it a bit more conservative. So, should have a lot of craziness lined up. So. Yes.
1: Yes, it should. Yeah. So then, so then I'll let you talk about kind of what what the
0: schedule looks like, the new player format. Uh, I. I haven't seen the new playoff format, but I do know that the schedule will be 60 games. We already said that. So you'll play 40 games against your division, so that's 10 games each. And then you'll play the other 20 games against the same your division, but in the other league. So for instance, the Pirates are going to be playing the AL Central um, as their out of division opponents. They'll play four games each. So it's 20 games. Four times five is 20. So four games each against all the teams in the American League Central. I think that's a big break for the Pirates because they were set to play the American League East this year had the world not stopped. Uh, Which means Yankees, Red Sox, even Tampa Bay Rays have creeped into there with their talent they have. It was looking to be a very rough campaign. But with the American League Central now being the Pirates opponents, hey, you never know.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking at the playoffs and actually the players are business as usual. Um, There will be three division winners per league along with two wild cards. The wild cards play one game at the home of the team with a better record, while the top division winner squares off against the winner in a five-game divisional playoff series. Cool. Um, so I thought, this, go ahead.
0: yeah, I thought so, but I just wasn't sure. I know that was one of the things that the owners wanted in their proposal, but it appeared the players weren't up for it. And
1: just to kind of clarify on the schedule, so the Pirates are going to play the Reds, the Cubs, the Brewers, and the Cardinals. The Cardinals ten times each. I don't know if you said that.
0: I did say that. Okay. I said we play each team in our division ten times ten each, times. so yes. And then we play the teams in the other league, but the same division four times each.
1: And to go along with the new season, we got some new strange rules.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's
1: very weird.
0: Uh, one that, as soon as the pandemic hit, I was expected to see this. This was included in every single proposal made by both sides. For the first time in history, the National League will use the dreaded—well, you can have an opinion on this—designated hitter rule. So, unfortunately, Madison Bumgarner will have just one job. Uh, he'll be throwing the ball over the plate. He won't have to put a bat in his hand. Uh, Trevor Williams, Stephen Brault, I know, have shown at times to be not awful. But yeah, that's really significant for us because now that's an extra position that we have to fill. That we didn't have to worry about before. So there's, that raises a lot of questions. The universal DH. And another rule that I don't see why... But, so, after the ninth inning, in extra innings, well, every extra innings will start with a runner on second base. So, the person who made the last out in the ninth inning will go on second base, and the inning will start from there. Now, this is a rule that was tested in the 2017 uh, World Baseball Classic. So, It's not exactly that brand new, and I believe the minor leagues have been kind of using it as a trial run. Uh, But this is kind of bewildering, and it's one of those out-there rules. Uh, Another instance, I guess, of Manfred trying to modernize the game unnecessarily.
1: Uh, um I'm... I'm confused with both rules, to be honest. I don't know why with COVID-19, the NL all of a sudden needs a DH. I know the DH has been in talks with the NL and different things, but I don't know why COVID has has changed the pitcher's ability or inability to hit. That that even
0: kind of confuses me, too. Oh, coronavirus, you know what that means? Pitchers can't hit. I don't know if it has to do with the percentage of games that are interleague, or, you know, it could be that. Of course, you, you usually don't play that many interleague games. You usually play, I think, uh, less than 20, I'm sure. Because you play one division in the other league three or four times. So, But then, now interleague play will be a third of the season. So, I guess they wanted to level the playing field for that. I don't know, but um, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know. It's it's very confusing to me.
0: Yeah, it's very confusing to me as well. I kind of get what they're trying to do with extra in. I mean, it's very weird and gimmicky, and I'm not a fan of it as a baseball fan. But with the the amount of games that they're condensing into a short period of time, it uh, certainly does. Kind of, I see where they're coming from With the runner on second They want to make sure that there's not You know, five, six hour games Every week With the Tight schedule
1: But the season was always tight Yeah,
0: I mean, but there's only I think the, I think you only get like six off days I
1: And mean, how many do you get Throughout the season normally?
0: More than that, you have to have You, you, should, you usually have to have A day off at the most you have a day off i think 21 days is the most and that rarely happens that's only if rainouts and stuff happen that you get that but usually usually you'll have either usually you'll have one off day a week uh, occasionally you'll play a four game series and you'll have to play on a monday or a thursday when you otherwise wouldn't have to or uh there's the rare wraparound series that start on a friday and end on a monday but those are fading out as well so i mean kind of i mean i'm not a fan of it as a baseball fan but i can kind of see where they're coming from it's a shame that they couldn't find something cool or like i don't know like just have like a home run derby or something i think that would be really interesting (laughs)
1: Yeah, but then you run into kind of the issue like the NHL, like diehard hockey fans will say, well, the shootout isn't hockey. Right? I think you'd run into that same issue with, with if it's like a home run derby, because that's not baseball.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, m- let me ask you this Would you prefer this method or a game ending in a tie? Neither. I just want the end rules to stay the same. If you, if you had to choose. Between this idiocy and a tie, it's a would you rather question. A tie. Really? Yeah. See, I don't care. I I mean, th- this is America, <laughs> and the we NFL don't. NHL does ties. Well, they do. They they got rid of ties. They used to have ties until 2004. Well,
1: technically, you get a point for losing, so you don't fully
0: lose no but you don't there's a there's still a winner and a loser even if it takes a shootout well technically Uh, it doesn't go in the loss column no it goes into the well technically it goes into the OT loss column if you look at
1: goaltender's records right it will
0: have win tie and loss well yes because uh, that's that's for statistical purposes, that's like right. if you score in a shootout. It's
1: still a
0: tie ten, well, but you still have that extra point to play for. Like, I don't know, like it it, it already bugs me that the NFL has ties. Like, if you're gonna well, play an overtime period at that
1: point Because the NFL has ties, the NHL technically has ties, soccer in the rest of the world has ties, so but that's really the rest of the them. world. <laughs> It's really only basketball and baseball that
0: don't. True, but I don't know, it just feels weird. Like I can And a
1: runner on second base doesn't?
0: I would rather have I would rather have that than a tie though. Because but that, Dude, all
1: you have to do is in bunt and sack fly and you win. But then the other team can do that. So then we're in the same situation. <laughs> we're, okay, hypothetical: the Pirates are playing the Reds, extra innings. The Reds have a man on second base. The Reds bunt the man in the third, sac fly, Reds score. So let's say it's five four now. The Pirates get up. The Pirates have a man on second base. They bunt him over to third, sac fly, he's home. You're still pl- doing that nineteen times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, my might. Uh, I mean. I don't think... I mean, I'm trying to remember the World Baseball Classic. I don't think any of the innings went past 12 or 13. It was... um, They either... Because people underestimate... Because keep in mind, it's a lot harder to sacrifice bunt from 2nd to 3rd than it is from 1st to 2nd. Even Because even though the runner isn't forced, you still have to get the bunt down. And you still have to make sure... That it's These in the are right
1: Major spot. League Baseball players who can hit a hundred plus mile per hour fastballs. You're telling
0: me they won't be able to consistently bunt? Well, in the World Baseball Classic, they weren't able to. Either that or they were just stupid and they decided to risk it and go sc- score more than one run. Because they knew that the other team would just do that. But if you're a manager, right? Who's that man? Johnny Shelton, right? Yeah, yeah, they Shelton.
1: Yeah. Now you have July first. All the pirates have said they're coming they're coming to play. Awesome. If you're not Shelton, do you know now run consistent butt drills for your hitters?
0: I'm sure that they Just do already, hysteria? but even more so now.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: Yep, yeah, that um now you're you don't have to run them for your pitchers now. So now they can focus all the time they usually spend teaching pitchers how to bunt, uh, teaching the position players how to bunt.
1: Exactly. And then your issue... I hope a man who can hit a 102-mile-per-hour fastball consider how to bunt properly.
0: I kind of figure that out, too, because you don't really need um inherent God-given talent to bunt. No, I, you don't. I had... I was the worst baseball player in my entire high school team. And yet, when they needed a pinch hitter to lay down a sack bunt, I was the man they called upon. So, see? it clearly doesn't take athletic talent to bunt. But, yeah, I I do agree with you. Um, it's kind of... I do kind of agree with you. It could go on even longer if the players just keep laying down bunts. So we could see an instance where, the, where a team might... Have some sort of home run hitter up, and they don't want to waste that at bat, and they try to get that extra run, and that would be the difference. But yeah, it could be very interesting. Another, that's uh, uh, a word that's been being thrown around a lot in this podcast. Very interesting, intriguing. Yes, indeed. Because it's just you know, you something you've never seen before, and I mean, one thing I keep thinking of. Who's gonna get all the foul balls and the home runs? They're gonna have somebody, an employee, just go get what them all. What do
1: they do in the KBL?
0: I don't even know. I'm sure <laughs> someone's there to get them, but yeah. Uh, so now that we've got that out of the way, let's let's talk about how this impacts. The Pirates. So...
1: yeah. One, let, one, let me get on Twitter. There was, a, there was a tweet I wanted to read.
0: Oh, okay. Lay it on me. I
1: gotta
0: find it uh... Very sophisticated technology here at the Pittsburgh let... Sportscast, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, there are two tweets. Oh, okay. There, there are two tweets I want to... I don't want to go over. Fine. Uh, okay. This is by Andrew Filipponi of 937 The Fan. And this is a projected pirate starting lineup. Cool. Catching, you're going to have Jacob Stallings. Oof. First base, you're going to have Ozuna. <laughs> Second base, we're going to have Frazier. Third base, Morin. Columba,
0: yeah.
1: Shortstop Kevin Newman, left field Brian Reynolds, center field cool. Dyson. I forget his first name. Ron Dyson, Dyson.
0: yeah.
1: Uh, right field Gregory Gregory Polanco, designated hitter Josh Bell. Then you have five starters: Joe Musgrove, Trevor Williams, Stephen Brohl, um, Chad Keller, and um, Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller, my bad. And Chad Cool. Sorry, I was thinking of Chad Cool.
0: Yeah. Chad Pool back from Tommy John, of course. Missed last season. Your closure is going
1: to be Keller, and your saved. Uh, say, our setup it, man is going to be Crick. And then the other tweet I wanted to read, I believe, is also from Andrew Filippone. Um, if I can find it again, that would be great. Okay. Oh, I editing skills. And play the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> the the Pirates really should sign El Puig to DH or to play right field. Shelton was talking about guys like J T Riddle and Philip Evans as DH options today. Sign Puig for peanuts. Fans would love it. He's a fun player. Trade at deadline if plus when team stinks. There's no risk, only upside. So. Thoughts on the potential starting lineup and um, have a the tweet about Yasiel Puig.
0: Well, I do certainly think that uh, the Universal DH does indeed hurt the Pirates um, because uh, I was actually kind of liking the Pirates lineup that we had until we had to provide that extra bat now that Josh Bell will be at the designated hitter position. I do appreciate that we won't have to witness him trying to throw the ball to second base anymore. Uh, That was always a nightmare to watch. But I really, really think it's unfortunate that we have to put Osuna's bat into the lineup. I mean, He's no Josh Bell, obviously. He's he's decent, but... I mean, you don't want... We don't have that much depth. I mean, when you're talking about JT Riddle uh, as a DH option, we went into a big rant on one of our early episodes on how he was hitting below 200, and we had no idea why he was signed. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... I'm conflicted but only based on Puig's I don't know personality. I mean we there was a lot of animosity there when he played for the Reds. He uh took on the entire team in a brawl and Well that wasn't him, that was um That was Amir Garrett, but Yeah. He he was part of that brigade that tried to fight us and was accusing our pitchers of throwing at people and He he basically, he basically has stated that he does not really like this team as an organization. Obviously, everyone but uh, the owner is gone from that fiasco. But, you know, I think, I mean, like I said, on the field, I think it would be good. Like they said, they they can sign him for cheap because of COVID and all the stuff that's been happening. And then if, if they get off to that hot start that they got off to the last couple of years, then they can keep him and try to make a run. Or if they are their usual sucky selves, they can flip him at the deadline, get a decent prospect for him. But I'm just mainly concerned about his off the field issues. I hope he doesn't turn into uh, some sort of Antonio Brown situation.
1: I, it's only sixty games, man. Um, I I think he wouldn't be that awful. Um, dude, we need offense. We need pick. Okay, we need outfield. But, dude, if JT Riddle, who can't bat two hundred, your DH, like, give me a break.
0: <laughs> yeah, but do you want it? Do you want to be 500, or do you want to get some draft stock?
1: Okay, so now we're talking tank
0: <laughs> Okay.
1: We've been over this. The Pirates can't tank. <laughs> they have the inability to tank and be successful with draft picks.
0: It's, I mean,
1: we gotta, they, we gotta give got a chance. Their second round draft pick this year is going to college.
0: No, he signed. He could that guy, have the uh, college! You, you can't tell me...
1: You can't tell me that you have any faith in this team being able to develop draft picks.
0: Well, I certainly... The the guys that couldn't develop draft picks are all gone now. So, Dude, uh, you we couldn't get...
1: develop draft picks for 30 years.
0: Oh no! I just, I just think we should give the guys a chance before. Uh, unfortunately, that means we have to wait a few years before we really uh, Ryan, can see if this change has paid off. But
1: we have to wait for five years, <laughs> realistically, right? Of course. Okay. And if he has three seasons and he's god awful, he will be fired before any of the draft picks can get here and do anything. When was the last time a new manager had five consecutive losing seasons and kept their job?
0: Uh, (laughs) Probably one of the Pirates managers during the streak. I'm not sure how long. Lloyd McClendon was the manager. Uh, John Russell was the manager for a good four years, I believe. Before they finally dumped him. So, he has to...
1: See, baseball's stupid because it's going to take five years for any of these Yahoo's to develop, and then he may be gone if he can't figure out how to win some type of some baseball game sometimes. And let's say he loses a lot, he'll be fired within three years, and then we'll have to do another organization shift.
0: And, and then it's just, lather, rinse, repeat at infinity. Yeah.
1: It's why we lost for 21 years. Exactly. we are going to lose for another 21? (laughs) Because until baseball gets a salary cap, this is a pirate's fate.
0: Yeah, I think that's one reason a lot of people, maybe I I heard a lot of people wanted the season to be canceled because they felt that uh, they would go the way of the NHL and implement a salary cap. And the only reason that the NHL even has a salary cap is because an entire season was lost in a labor dispute. So the players eventually caved and we have a salary cap and a salary floor now. Uh, But I mean, I'm certainly, I certainly am glad that we're gonna have baseball, Um, especially considering I think that work stoppage that people are talking about is probably going to happen after 2021 when the CBA ultimately expires.
1: Interesting. So you think in 2021 we won't have baseball? Uh,
0: 2022 because the CBA expires after 2021.
1: Okay, so in 2022 we won't have baseball.
0: Uh, I hope you like golf. (laughs) Well, I hope I hope we do, and I hope they get this solved, but if they want a salary cap, they're probably going to have to end up losing a season over it, because that's the only way either side will cave. I mean, either that or maybe just a threat, maybe something similar to, at at the very least, we could see a salary cap implemented while... 2022 ends up looking like 2020, except you actually get fans. See,
1: because you were kind of talking about how it's the American way not to have ties. Well, it's the American way to have a salary cap. Every other sport has one. Except baseball. Yep,
0: yeah, The only thing they have is the luxury tax, which only affects like four teams. And it doesn't do anything to de- incent- disincentivize uh, cutting spending because the billionaire owners are just so rich they just eat the luxury tax like it's peanuts and proceed on signing players for millions like they're Sheik Mansoor. So. <laughs> it's,
1: it's awful. Um so what are your projections for the season for the Pirates? What like win total, loss total, any breakout players?
0: Who? Um This is so this is substantially more difficult to predict with the shortened season. It's almost like trying it's like it's like trying to predict March Madness every year. There's just so much unpredictability because there's so few games obviously in March Madness. It's so unpredictable because one game determines whether you move on or go home. But in baseball, there's only 60 games, which is basically a little over a third of what we usually get. That being said, uh, I can see the Pirates winning anywhere from 25 to 30 games, potentially. Um, I think that... It's a bit ahead of what their projected record would have been had the season been 162 games. That's mainly because the Pirates will only be facing their division and the American League Central instead of the East. So they won't have to play against the Yankees or the Red Sox or that tough division. They'll be able to play what could arguably be the weakest division in the league.
1: But I don't even think it's an argument. I think it is the weakest division. You only have yeah. one good team. And that's then... the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> Detroit was awful last year. The White Sox have been awful for like ten. Uh the Royals ever since they won the World Series
0: have been awful are in
1: a rebuild.
0: The twins had one the twins break like one year. good year. There are They have an outside chance of challenging for the division, but then again, anyone can win any division this year because, again, it's only 60 games. So, yeah, it's going to be really, like I said, I expect between 25 and uh, 30 wins, but the standard deviation uh, for predictions in a 60-game season is very high. Right. Right. Them. What do you? What are your thoughts? How many games do you think they're gonna win? Oh, man. I don't know, um, because they're they're like two
1: two schools of thought, right? Historically speaking, the Pirates have gotten off to very fast starts, right? Indeed they have, um, where a lot of times they're they're in contention up until around the all-star game and then once the all-star break hits they tend to fold amongst themselves um so if you want to have like a positive mindset you can see well historically the pirates are off the fast starts this entire season is going to be a fast start you know if you can get Williams back to form if you can get Musgrove back to form You know, Mix Keller takes that next step, Cole's functional. You know, you have Bell, you have, you know, Polanco, you have Brian Reynolds, you know, you have some some talent. You know, is it impossible for the Pirates to put up a run again, going against potentially the worst division in baseball? At least it was last year, projected to be again. You know if you want to be positive and you can say you know could could the pirates scrap something together for 60 games you know maybe you know they won 35 to 40 um you know maybe make something happen then you have the other argument right that says we have no bullpen it does not exist um you have two guys Who are functional, and those are your eighth and ninth inning guys. The rest of them are bang average, if not worse. Um, so realistically, if the pitchers begin to struggle, um, right? If the pit if the starters begin to struggle, you know you don't have a lot with your bullpen. You're gonna have to rely on your offense, which has been weakened without Starling Marte. Um you know, then if you want to go that angle, you know, you're looking at maybe 15 to 20 games. Right? Exactly. If you just get blown out because, you it know, could... you play the Brewers, you play the Cardinals, the Cubs, all who can hit. So if your stars begin to struggle, you know, like you said, we're playing 10 games against each. You know, the Reds playing the Great American Ballpark, which, as we know, um, is such a hitter friendly park. Um,. You know, then you got to play the White Sox, which is in Chicago, depending on how that win goes, right? Um, so, you know, one mindset is, you know, 40 games, you know, if your pitchers get hot, every, everybody gets hot at once, you know, you put something together. The other school of thought is we have no pitching, and the hitters begin to struggle, how do you win a game? Um... So, it's so, like you said, the standard deviation's so high with this. I could see an argument for us only winning 15 to 20 games. I could see an argument for us winning 35 games. Um, I'm kind of between the 20 and 25 game mark. Um, just because I don't know what the offense is. Um, yeah, I, the offense has too many question marks for me to to really be excited about. Uh, there's obviously question marks of pitching. Yeah, some pr- probably between 20 and 25 games.
0: Yeah, so we, we kind of have the same kind of opinion on this. So, yeah, I think definitely. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, breakout players... Um, I think, uh, Chad Cool. I think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna have a nice comeback here after Tommy John's surgery. We've seen how pitchers can have almost stronger arms due to the physical therapy and the months and months of rehab that they endure. So I think he could be one of those guys. Um, return to form, maybe, maybe, perhaps even be a little bit better than that. Uh, so I'm looking, I'm looking at him to be our perhaps second best, maybe second best pitcher in the rotation after Trevor Williams. As for offensive players, um, I. I'm really intrigued to see if Gregory Polanco will finally put together a solid season. Uh, Since we're only playing 60 games, that doesn't give him a lot of time to pick up his usual injury. And you also have to remember the fast start that he had a couple years ago. He's been part of the reason the Pirates typically get off to fast starts. He starts the year... On a pretty high note, and with the season being only 60 games, I look to Polanco to perhaps find that early season form that he has in usual seasons. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe we could head towards that upper end of the prediction spectrum,
1: yeah. Uh, for me, um. Let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think. I, li- I would like to see Colin Moran take that next step. Um, I think he, he's shown flashes of, of being a, a reliable bat. But again, with him, I think it's a lot of consistency, right? Sometimes he gets really hot for a month. Other times, he's just not. Um... So I think I would like to see him take that next step. I would like to see how Reynolds can improve on a uh, fairly good rookie season. I, I would like to see him, you know, take take those next steps, continue to build, not go into that sophomore slump. Um, pitching wise, I'm afraid of everyone. <laughs> um, I have zero confidence in any pitcher that we have. Except Keller, and Crick, everyone else, and no their confidence in yeah. It's so let's see what Mitch Keller can do. He was touted as being the next big thing in the minors. Granted, Ray Sear had screwed him up last season. He has a new like like we said, you know, new regime to work with here. I uh, would kind of like to see you know what he has under a new regime. Uh, maybe less home runs because, as we discussed on an earlier podcast. Um, refusing to adapt to a juiced ball and other statistics. Um, Maybe a new regime who enjoys statistics can get their home runs down, get the ERA down, you know, and kind of... home runs up,
0: not down. What? The home runs need to be up, not down. No, you
1: want the home runs down. If you're a pitcher...
0: Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about offense. Never mind, carry on.
1: No, Ray Saric and his pitch to contact with a juice ball is going to lead to a ton of home runs.
0: My bad, my bad. That's on me.
1: And I'm trying to... uh, Yeah, I was just saying, you know, with the new regime and new pitching coach, maybe it's not so much pitch to contact. And, you know, the big home run numbers we were seeing from the pitchers, pitching-wise, will go down. Because I know Kyle Crook really struggled with that last year. If yeah, my did. memory serves me correct, he was giving up the long ball a lot, so hoping to keep keep the um balls down. I mean, home runs down, I guess up. And then on offense, we would love to hit more home runs because oh,
0: we yeah. have Josh Bell most He's definitely. Going to be consistently hit them. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that return of that early season, that absolute tear he went on where he really should have been. The starter, the starting first baseman in the National League.
1: Go ahead. Finish your point.
0: I I certainly think a season ago he should have been the starting first baseman in the National League. With uh, all due respect to uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, Josh Bell was taking the world by storm, and it was really unfortunate that he couldn't start. Did of course make the All Star game for the Pirates as a reserve, but. It was really frustrating to see him uh, not start. But if he can reclaim that first half dominance of a season ago, who knows? He could hit, you know, anywhere from, you know, maybe 15 home runs, you know? Well, what's
1: crazy is then you can, like, being a biased Pirate fan, right? You can kind of talk yourself within them being competitive, right? Because then he can be like, well, Josh Bell gets hot like he did last. But remember, this is only 60 games. And he was hotter for more than 60. He was hotter for more like 80, right? Indeed. So then you you talk like, well, if Bell gets off to that quick start, right? It's only 60 games. And if Polanco gets off to that quick start. And if Reynolds gets off to a quick start. You know, and you have some other dysfunctional pieces add. Then, then you can talk yourself, again, with only playing the division. And the Week Week Central, you begin to talk to yourself about maybe not a division title. But then, what about a wild card title? Like, look at the East. Now the NL East is screwed going against the AL East. You know what I'm saying? And the AL West is nothing to be laughed at. The Mariners are functional. The A's are functional. The Angels have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani who are two superstars. Who are gonna things get hot. Can get can get on a run, um. You know the Rangers are eh, um. And they have the Astros, who yes go coming off of you know um. I, what are we even calling it? Just stealing sign, sign gate? I don't know. I'm gonna call it
0: sign gate. Uh, trash. Of, I've heard trash gate. Uh, trash, trash gate, sign gate.
1: gate, whatever type of gate. Um, they're coming off of so like the ML West plays the difficult AL West the AL East plays the I mean the NL East plays the best division in baseball in the AL East then we get the worst division so again it's it's a thing with the 60 game schedule right you get hot you get Bell, Polanco, some players get hot you're playing the worst teams in in, in the league at least 20 times Um, and the Reds are nothing, you know. It's not the Reds that aren't fantastic either. Um, man, you just... I can see why a Pirate fan could try to convince themselves of making some... At least being a contender for 60 games.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I think we ought to close it out with a prediction. Who's gonna win the NL Central... And who's gonna take home the World Series? So Chris, uh why don't you kick it off first? Uh
1: that's tough. Who's gonna win the NL Central? I that's think that's the question. If that is the question. It's a good question. <laughs> um you know I'm just gonna give you all the division winners at this point. Oh boy. Um I think I think my gut says brew crew. Um with the Cubs a close second. Um but the brews have feel like they're very similar to the Pirates, but like just better. Like the Brew Crew I feel like they don't have a lot of like excellent pitchers. They just because they play in Miller Park, they just smack the ball around and that's how they win a lot of games. Um Again, Cubs have been here the past, you know, half decade with, you know, their young crew of Rizzo and Brian. You know, they got you, Darvish, uh, Lester. Um... They have that really good catcher, Wilson Contreras. Um... So, I think the Cubs are going to be a player, but i am gonna got feelings to the Brew Crew. Out East... Can you really see anyone but the Nationals? Uh, Nationals coming off uh, their first World Series ever. Um... Excellent season. Um and a lot of that team stayed together. Um they haven't lost that team. Um so go go with the Nationals for um for the AL East. I mean NL East. Uh the West um, it, it just seems to be the Dodgers division, man.
0: Yeah, I can't see anybody overtaking the Dodgers. Especially now that they have Mookie Betts. Yeah, it just seems like the Dodgers division.
1: Um, the two wild card teams. Uh, I'll go with the Chicago Cubs. Um, I think they do will make a wild card. The second who will be the second wild card team? You could go Phillies. I think you could go Diamondbacks or Rockies. Even the Giants. Nah, um, eh, Giants are kind of a stretch. I think. I think they're old now. Um. <laughs> I'll go... I'll go with the Rockies. I think the Rockies... Yeah, I just think the, the Phillies and any team out East having to play the L East 20 times. I think it's going to be hard for them to pick up a wild card team. You? And then I guess we'll do AL?
0: If you want, I mean Yeah, we got time. Yeah, sure. Go. No? NL predictions? Uh, oh. So I'm doing the AL, I guess. No,
1: you can do NL then. Oh, okay. for AL. So for that yeah.
0: so for the central, I, I think I would have to agree with you. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers just seem like the most complete team out there. Uh for basically all the reasons you said. Um NL East. I'm actually going to go with this bit of surprise here. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. I think Really? They were really okay. I think they were really uh, knocking on the door. Um, remember, I do believe they did win the division a year ago. I think the Nats got the wild card. If I'm not mistaken. So, Ronald Acuna Jr. is obviously still an MVP candidate. Uh, they got a lot of all-around players I think they're gonna take the division and out west no contest LA Dodgers they're just too dominant there's no way also going back to the NL East the Nationals got up to a very weak start of course uh, the famous 19 and 31 through 50 games that they had so uh, they could be a really streaky team remember that they did get kind of lucky and hit one of those streaks one of those good streaks In the postseason and that's how they won the world series so i i ultimately think that since the braves are a bit more consistent they are going to be able to get it done and as for the wild cards i really think that the nl central is going to benefit of beating up the al central i think that the two wild cards are going to be the cubs and the cardinals uh three three nl central teams because the nl east and the al east well the the al east i think is better than the nl east So, that won't be looking good, and I think that NL and AL West will just beat each other up. Uh, So, I ultimately think that due to the weakness of the AL Central and Interleague play, which no other other division will have to deal with, I ultimately believe that the Cubs and the Cardinals are going to take it in the wild card. Um, And I guess, since you went first with the NL, I guess I'll go first in AL. Sounds good. So, in the AL East, again, I think it's no contest. I think the New York Yankees definitely have, you know, have this division locked down. Of course, very exciting with Garrett Cole and company. Finally get to see him on the mound with yet another competent staff who will utilize him correctly. Ray Searge. Yeah. And then going into the AL Central, it's just a matter of who sucks the least. And in this case, it's the Cleveland Indians. yet again. Um, Everyone else uh, would be better off tanking for number one overall pick. Uh, And in the AL West, I think that's going to be a really, really tight division. I think it's going to be one of the closest races of the season. It's really, really tough. Ugh i have to think a bit on this one. Ooh. You know what? I think that star players are going to make a bigger impact with less games. And I think that giving that, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and the LA Angels of Anaheim are going to take home the AL West. And we'll finally get, for the first time since, I think, 2014, get to see some postseason baseball by the potential GOAT
1: wildcard teams
0: wildcard teams uh I probably got to go with the uh, ooh I'm going to go with the Red Sox uh, as one of them and you know what I think I think I'm thinking Seattle Mariners okay. haven't made the playoffs longest longest playoff drought I believe now in all of major sports Every other team in every other league in America has made the playoffs since 2001, except for the Seattle Mariners. But that drought will end. Unfortunately, they won't be able to win 116 games that they did the last time they made the playoffs. But I think they'll make an impact, and I think they'll sneak in and get that wild card while nobody's looking. Your thoughts, Chris? What about the Padres? They haven't made the playoffs in forever. They made the playoffs, I think, in 2000... Sometime in after 2001. I'm going to look
1: it up. Um, my predictions, I think uh, Yankees all the way. I uh, don't entirely think um, it's going to be a contest. Um, Yeah, Yankees all the way there. Central, I would agree. Team who sucks the least... Which I think would be Cleveland. Uh, maybe Minnesota. If they really don't want to suck. Could make a uh, run for the playoffs. Um, but I'm going to go with Cleveland. And in the West. um, ooh, I'll go. You want with the Angels. I don't want to have the same exact thing as you. So I'll go. Ooh, I'm stuck between Houston and Oakland because I think Houston, um, could you know have that chip on their so- shoulder, right? Like, oh, we need to prove to everyone that we can do it without cheating. Um, but the, I'm gonna go with the A's. I'll go. I'll go Oakland Athletics. They have a solid team. I think they made the playoffs last year. Um. Yeah, I go to Oakland Athletics, Two two wildcard teams. Man, I think you gotta take him out the, the A L East, Red Sox and Rays. Um
0: I was considering that too when I was thinking of my second wild car, but I ended up going with Seattle. I'll
1: go Red Sox Rays. Um Yeah. Yeah Yeah, I'll do that. Red Sox Rays. And then World Series, um I don't think anyone wants to hear this. But uh, I'm going to go Yankees and Dodgers. Oof. With the Dodgers choking again! And the <laughs> Yankees winning their 28th title.
0: Yeah, I think, I think for me uh, I think that the Yankees will make the World Series but uh on the NL side, I think I think I might have to go with the Atlanta Braves honestly oh, okay. I think they're, I think they're I think they're gonna be surprising. I think again, star players will make a difference and Ronald Acuna is probably up there in terms of star power. I think they'll surprise the Dodgers if they play them. If some other team surprises the Dodgers, then the Braves will just beat that team. Uh, But I do, unfortunately, have the Yankees winning in a rematch of the 1999, I believe it is, World Series. Uh, The Yankees do win, again, number 28, as the biggest poster child for the salary cap uh, prevails. Yeah. I agree. Mean. So I think that's about it. Anything else you wanna say about the return of baseball?
1: Um kinda of, like I said kinda of touched upon earlier, interested to see kinda of, um how the fans react. Will there be anger towards um baseball? Will they, you know, accept baseball again just to have an American sport to watch if they're not into soccer or golf? <coughs> Um, basketball
0: and hockey will be back in a month too, I mean a month so after football. baseball starts. and football yeah. a lot of competition a lot of competition because you make up
1: an excellent point baseball doesn't own this block of time anymore, you got the two and basketball's going to be coming back too, don't forget
0: I said that,
1: yeah yeah, well I didn't, I, my eyes didn't hear you um yeah, so I don't know, it's going to be very very interesting to see how
0: this goes we'll have to see what the ratings will tell us yes sir so with that being said remember to follow us on twitter at pgh sportscast uh remember to subscribe to our youtube channel uh pittsburgh sportscast and if you're watching this on youtube remember to comment below any questions comments concerns or anything else you'd like to run by us you can also contact us via email pittsburgh sports pod or no pittsburgh sports podcast yes at gmail.com. and a bit of a shameless plug here but if you're into non-pittsburgh sports or sports beyond pittsburgh sports you can catch out our brand new podcast miscellaneous sports mondays we just came out with a brand new episode yesterday so we'd really appreciate if you could check that out uh you can find that wherever you get your podcast. As you, as with the Pittsburgh Sports Cast. But until next time, I'm Ryan, and I'm Chris, and we will see you next time right here on the Pittsburgh Sports Cast. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody.